0: This is Kate Beckinsale, you're listening to Bacon
1: Sale. Gent, I know you, I fought with you once about Buffy. I know you, debating lameness is so familiar to me, and I know it's true, your opinion is seldom sane or right. But if I know you, I know what you'll do. You'll mock me at once the way you do when you're filled with spite. <laughs> wow. wow. First pig. It's our song. That is maybe the third best intro I've heard from you. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> it's probably the most profound thing that's ever happened on Baking Cell. I mean, cell. that voice was beautiful. Oh, it's my uh, Prince uh, Charming, Prince William, Prince, Prince Charming Charles. was in Prince three. Philip. It's are you Prince, Prince sure? Philip in Sleeping Beauty. Yes. Okay. There we go. I yeah. think three of them were named Prince Charming, though. I'm not. Yeah, they kind of just. But we're not there yet. <laughs> they they don't give the princes a lot of you know fair shakes in these movies. They're all one dimensional, <laughs> you know. But welcome to Big <laughs> Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent and Jacob. Thank you, everyone who listened to our 150th show that we celebrated just last week. It's over. Woo. And congratulations Woo. to the new listener, whoop, 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 Adrian. Adrian. Yeah, Adrian. We expect a lot from you. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna be you're gonna be the listener for a year at and, least. Yeah, unless we decide to have another anniversary show <laughs> before then. I don't know if I can do that again. I edited yeah. enough. It was a lot of editing. Yeah, let's and, wait uh, at least a year. I didn't yeah. even. I thought one year was too fast, honestly. So, yeah. Yeah. Every no, two years. years. We should have went for every 100 episodes. Here's Jake no, over how here. About we do, like, how about we do 18 months if it's a female listener and two years if it's a male listener? Oh, my gosh. That's so <laughs> nerdy. <laughs> no, Jake's over here like, should we have a, a championship of the listeners? And I'm like, we only have two. No, I so, down the road, after there's been three, maybe we should have a championship of all three. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. That'll be, be fun. It'll like, be see, a lot of fun. Listener, you're liking this idea right now, aren't you? I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> But thank you. Thank you for listening, honestly. We really do appreciate it. And we we enjoy doing this. We hope you enjoy listening. But what are we talking about today, Jacob? Something, something, Disney, something, songs. That's all we need to know. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you feel about it. It's a category show, everybody. And uh, we're gonna be talking Disney songs. Now we we debated on doing a bracket. Yeah. But we're kind of bracketed out after the eighties new wave bracket that we did. Indeed. Here, I have a bone to pick with the internet. Okay. In this is gonna take a while. <laughs> can we bring some up too, Joel? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can I have your song again, Joel? I just need a little I bit of, know I you turn it down just a little bit. <laughs> In twenty fifteen, Baconzell invented the nerd bracket. Invented? Invented. Or perfected. Uh, perfected maybe, and invented. Maybe maybe perfected. I don't know about invented. I think we did because we made a hero bracket and then we made a villain bracket. And then next season we did did even more. And then all of a sudden, these other brackets, which are lame, go viral. It's like Pixar versus Disney. Oh, that's cool. But has Hercules gone up against Conan the Barbarian? No. (laughs) (laughs) Versus versus Robocop? But I don't think so. I don't have the bone to pick with them, though, because every time I saw a new new geek bracket pop up uh, online, I'd be like, oh, that's a good idea for bacon sale. Oh no! We can't steal their ideas. We we they stole ours. It. Oh yeah, yes, yes. So we could do it too. We're gonna take it back. Take the power back. But today we're doing a category show. Yes, we are. Which means we have a series of categories that Jacob's gonna read off. That's and how then, that works. And then Kent and I have come up with answers to these categories. Now there were some stipulations. We limited ourselves to uh, animated Disney movies. Yeah, this is a good for some reason. Also, we're not allowed to repeat the same song twice. Yes, we can use the same movie, but not the same song. Yeah, I was worried about what you're going to say because I may have used the same movie twice. I may have used the same movie a bunch of times. Oh no! It made my entire my entire category is actually made up of all black cauldron songs. Oh, okay. I, I I'm <laughs> with rescuers <laughs> down under. Oh, honestly. good. That's a good one. That's okay. a good one. There, oh, here this we go. is going to be a this terrible show. A-, <laughs> <laughs> a really big hipster show. But we're going to say up front too that we know we're going to leave some out because there's so many Disney songs. Do you guys have we're, we're going to save no. those? We 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 took out honorable mentions because we started just pushing. In fact, we had like 36 categories. We had to chop it down to 12. And so we were planning we're a part two. Oh, yeah, yeah, 20. 20. I'm going to say we're more than 12. Yeah, 20. But we, we pushed a bunch over to the next show. So there will be another show with other categories. So if we don't include one of your favorites, get mad at Kent. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. And it's my fault. Because because when Kent was going through making some cuts, you honestly cut out some movies entirely, where I was like, they're not even mentioned at all now. Yeah, but that's for part two. Yeah. How, mu- how much uh, overlap do you think we're going to have here? A ton. Yeah, this won't be like the uh, high five every every one like we did on the the '80s part uh-huh. one bracket, uh-huh. but at least half the time we'll agree. You think so? Yes. You didn't go too hipster on a few. All right, I'm excited to hear it. He did for sure. Gentlemen, are you ready to begin? Yes. So am I. Actually, no. Wait. Hold on, Jake. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> First in the category list is what is the best opening song? The best opening number in a Disney movie. Can you want to go first or should I'm going so to start I'm going to start here because I struggle with this one and we're going to say that for everyone. So I'm again that's we should leave that unsaid cuz every oh time we say like, we should oh, say one oh, this one basically. that one. They were all Th- There's a couple of that I went boom this is it. Yes. But for the best opener, I came down to this one and it's a great way to open the show. No. Yes, this isn't so- this isn't an opening note. Oh wait. Yes it is. Yeah, it starts out with this. That's right. Yeah. So the Bells of Notre Dame. The Bells of Notre Dame. That has a very similar sound to another song in Notre Dame, in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Well, sure. But I mean, the way this starts off, what movie did this follow? Like, was it Hercules or Pocahontas? Yeah, I'm trying to remember maybe Pocahontas, Pocahontas, I think. Yeah. And it just changed this Disney formula so much. And honestly, in many unlikable ways i guess i could say yeah well parents were mad and parents were mad but i think it and look we've talked about this one being i think it was a tier two movie tier two it might have been tier three for me tier three for you might have been but i think this is one you appreciate more as you get older and more cynical and a little more cynical but you understand like the art of it because there is like this whole thing especially this song feels so epic and not only is it epic it gives you the whole exposition of what happened before, what we need to know, what Quasimodo's story is up until this point. And there are a lot of Disney songs that do this, mm-hmm. especially for the openers. But this one encapsulates so much. And, and you feel like you're, you're thrown right into it. To the drama, to the comedy. Clopan sings, Clopan, Clopan, whoever he is. <laughs> the, the jester. Yes. This song, I feel like is so epic that it is the right way to start a Disney movie. That is so weird. I know that, that, No I'm just saying that's so weird Because when you were building up to what you were going to say I thought for sure we were going to match on this I, I, I think I know what you, you chose Well I chose the obvious one That is obviously the best opening Not only in Disney songs But maybe in film in general Is so it the same one? Come on The Sunrise I actually thought you were going to use this for another category Nope this circle of life opening, honestly, it's like it's a movie in itself. It is amazing. Like the animation is superb, the music is brilliant, and it, and the funny thing about this song is that you know, first of all, no one knows what the words are. No, but uh, I actually went through and I translated them. <laughs> no, what? No, I, I, I got this. <laughs> I got no. It's they're speaking Zulu, and I sp- got the Zulu translation. Translation. They're literally saying, and it's not as cool in English. I'm going to say that up front, but they say the lion is calling, Dad say um a lion lion they say the lion is calling dad we say um a lion a lion it's winning lion the lion and the leopard uh jake can i get a bacon cell approved that's a lame <laughs> uh the lyrics or yes the, choice? the lyrics uh yeah i think the whole world would be better not knowing that <laughs> I, <laughs> actually wish, I, know. I actually wish i didn't know that because now um, i can't unhear it dad. no but um, i mean a lion dad. Of life if you don't get moved by that number i think you have no heart can it's i amazing. Tell you, can i tell you why i don't get moved because, you don't get. You have no heart. Because it is Bambi. The Lion King is it's Bambi. It's not Redund. Bambi. No, it is Bambi. They have no. the whole circle of life. They have the whole coming together of the whole forest slash jungle. It's not who did it first. It's who did it best. Bambi did. No. Bambi is the With original. The young prince. It's fine. Ask Walt Disney, and he what's would the, tell what's you. What's the opening number? The movie of choice. Ken, what's the opening number for uh, Bambi? Sing the, sing the song they sing. Uh, the uh, circle of the doe. The heart of the doe. I think that's all fake. No, Circle of Life, composed by You'd old John, lyrics by it. Tim Rice. I'll, I'll sing it for you. Okay. It's it's a baby deer, Dad. It's uh, a baby deer. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. Deer. Here comes a hunter, Mom. Please watch out. No, that's not. Dad, it. please don't be mean. Uh, but this one, and I love I love well, the, singing along with this. I always sing, uh, because of drawing comedy, I always sing, On my body, penguins on my body. On my body, penguins on my body. It's, it's weird. You know what it says. Uh, nominated for an Academy Award, but didn't get it. Um, Kent, you'll you'll be happy to know the tenth Doctor actually finds himself subconsciously quoting Circle Life during a confrontation with the sick, with the sick racks. Remember that. <laughs> no <laughs> remember then it was in the christmas special of that the is Jedi a Empire. random tidbit that's just for kids trying to win me over <laughs> but uh, no circle of life is the best opening without a doubt like bells of notre dame when you played that i honestly thought it was the, another song from hunchback but that is undeniably like you hear that you're like oh yeah sun come over the serengeti this yeah, is amazing but isn't it such a trope at this point uh for me there's one great it's not the opener it's where the the lion king credit goes oh yeah and Poof. so when rafiki holds up simba and it goes yeah And you see Lanking. For me, that's that's the the end of the Circle of Life. For me, that's the moment. I'm actually annoyed by the beginning. It's one I would rather skip. Oh, please. I don't care for it. It is one of the best openings in cinema. Wow, really? Period. I disagree. No, like, you watch that. It's like, you get, like, this whole sense of the movie and the majesty and the power that this movie's going to be. Like, it sets the stage so well. In Bambi, 1941. That wasn't 1941. Probably. Nope. (laughs) Definitely later. (laughs) Definitely later. Yeah, you know, I was going to say... Kent, Joel, and then I was going to declare the winner just to surprise you, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to say. So <laughs> You're not sure no, which is I, the winner? No, no, I'm not. You're always on Kent's side. That's why. Thanks, uh, all right. Next is a song that makes you want to dance. I'm going to take a left turn here, Kent, and I hope you don't mind that I took this left turn. I hope you do. Was it a legal left turn? It's this left turn. You every move that I make, you that I this isn't even so familiar. What is this? stand, stand out, out above the crowd even Jolt if i got to shout out loud a goofy movie a goofy movie this is he picked a goofy out. movie. This is Well, it's song that makes you want to dance. In Disney animated classics yes. his last masterpieces, he picked a goofy movie. I did because I, I don't know what it is about this song about Standout by Powerline, uh, <laughs> but maybe it's just because the opening number. Because really, I don't. Uh, the goofy movie is not one I like to watch a lot, but I like the music in it. You did like it when it came out though, because I did too. Like it, I will, didn't, I didn't oh, really didn't? see it. I didn't see it in theaters. It had Polly Shore in it. I mean, that was... I know. Wow, okay. I was more into Encino Man Poly Shore than Goofy Movie. Oh, so Shore. more than any other song in the whole Disney, <laughs> Disney library. Camp. This is the one that this makes you want to dance. This is the one that makes you want to dance the most. And, and you <laughs> want, the way I pick these, and I should clarify, the way I pick these is I put on... I listen to so much Disney music. I thought you were going to say your special outfit. I <laughs> put on my. Well, I put on yeah, my Powerline, Powerline outfit. outfit. But uh, I'm wearing it right now. Uh, thank you, Kent, for having that yeah, in the bacon, yeah. It's in weird the how bacon it like cave. shines in the Bacon Cave right yeah. now. But uh, so I went and I listened to so much Disney music, like so many playlists and stations and whatever I could find. And this one, when it came on, I was like, yes. And I started doing the the whole dance. I wished I could do it in assembly in front of my crush. You know how it works. But yeah. This song uh, was actually performed by <laughs> Tevin Campbell. Who was actually a very popular uh, R and B singer between 1991 and 1999? What do you mean popular? I mean he had a uh, tell me what tell me what you want me to do. You've never heard number of a, six. Very popular. No, that's things. I all these songs were on the Billboard Hot 100. I haven't heard of any of them. Huh. But tell me what you want to do. Peaked at number six. Can we talk? Peaked at number nine. I'm ready. Peaked at number nine. He was in Prince's sequel to Purple Rain called Graffiti Bridge. <laughs> I feel bad for this guy because he has he has apparently a career, but the only thing apparently a career has a career. When you say it that way, you're not feeling bad for him. You're like adding salt to the wound a little bit. But I just did the whole rhythm of this song and just the lyrics are great. The, The chorus is fun. I really enjoyed this one. So yeah, stand out from a goofy movie. I can't 1995. believe you picked a goofy movie. I can't believe shocking. I did either. It is shocking. First song that makes you want to dance. I know. Is there a song that makes you want right, to right. dance? Yeah, and it's gonna blow your can socks off. You dem- can you demonstrate how? Like, what kind of dance it makes you want to do? Exactly? Yeah, you ready? I want to see. Yeah. No! (laughs) I can't believe you picked a Goofy movie. I picked a Goofy movie. (laughs) Shame on you both. Wait, you picked Eye to Eye? Eye to Eye. (laughs) Up until this afternoon, I picked Stand Out as the song that made me dance. And I just listened to Eye to Eye on the way home, and I was like, this is just a cool song. Well, because Eye to Eye has the dance. That's the Fisherman, the the special cast dance that does that. Yes. I can't believe you picked the Goofy movie. <laughs> out of all the Disney classics out there, <laughs> you picked a Goofy movie. Hey, Jill, can I get a high five? Yeah, you can. Can I get a finger poop? Definitely. Do you know what, Do you what this tells me? This tells me Disney really needs to step up the like game. <laughs> yeah. Did you have one in mind that you would dance to, Jacob? No, I was trying to think of one because it's like seems even one like like you can like bob your head in the car. Basically, any song should beat either of yours, but uh, no, I- I'm telling you, something something about Powerline, it, the, I don't know what it is the way they build them up in the movie, but you're like, this guy's awesome. Yes. And Eye to Eye, which is spelled. The letter I, the number two with the letter I, yes. which I'd found out in my research. I actually, <laughs> I had that marked down here as, oh, maybe that one. But I was like, no, it's got to be standout. I'm so glad we represented a goofy movie here in the show. I can't believe we both picked that. I thought for sure that I was going to be completely out of left field there. But once again, you out hipstered me, Kent, because you went for the ending song, which I believe is less popular than standout. See, I feel like that is more the theme of the movie, though. Eye to eye is oh. kind of the the big the big number of the movie. Well, yeah, it's the climax when they finally, you know, see eye to eye. I feel like we're equal hipsters here, Max Joel. and his dad. Yes. Goofy. From a goofy movie. Are you mad at us, Jake? I am kind of mad at you both.
0: Who's your but, favorite possum? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>
1: you got the cheesage. Just I, when I, I thought even, bacon like, sale couldn't come down any lower. But <laughs> you Whoa, you thought way. we were pretty low? <laughs> All right, here's the next category. What song is the most romantic? Holy cow! This had better not be from a goofy movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it is. There is a great one. Out on the open road. (laughs) (laughs) This is a tough category because there are so many love ballads in these movies. So many. Yeah, there's one in like. It's debatable though. My wife did say, "What Disney songs are romantic?" and I had to explain about them. She's like, "Eh, "Eh, yeah." It's true. And so I kind of closed my eyes and pointed to one. Yeah, I could think of a couple of those. Yeah, yeah, I could too. And so I think we're going to slightly vary on this one, Joel, because I went with this one. A whole new world. That was the first one that came on. So the reason I went with A Whole New World is because like this is a song where they actually fall in love. A whole New World from Aladdin, 1992. From, from Aladdin, yeah. yes, exactly. Just for those people who are out there who are Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> I said this is the first one I thought of. I'm sure it is. I win. After Joel goes, I kind of want to... Yeah, because, you know, jump in anywhere you want, Jake, because I want to get your take on some of these. Can I Can I find some way to jump back to stop you guys from what you did? <laughs> no. No, we, we tried time, time travel once. It did not work out very well. <laughs> it's true. So here's the thing. Like, Aladdin, he knows how to charm the ladies. This song kind of proves it, but he also falls in love. I mean, their God. duet... Yeah, I mean, don't you dare close your eyes. I think this song is is actually really powerful. They go on this huge road trip. It's a great road trip in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Road trip in the sky. That's pretty much it. But it's which I always like. I'm always like, how are they not falling off that magic carpet? Because I mean, there's no seatbelts, and they do loop de loops. They do, yeah, you're right, but it's magic carpet. I guess there may be some magic gravitational force or something, it, maybe, or it's just a anthropomorphic carpet. No, he's just a carpet, right? You I'm were just wishing you were Aladdin. You weren't thinking about that. Yeah, I'd be okay with flying on a magic carpet, but it is one of these things where Jasmine wasn't down with Prince Ali, and you know, you even had to say, "Do you, you trust <laughs> me?" I'm too. not <laughs> down with you, Prince Ali, and he says, "Do you trust me?" But by the by the time that ride ended. Mm-hmm. They, they had fallen for each other. Just goes to show, guys, if she doesn't like you, take her around in a nice vehicle, and then she will. Yep. And sing a song. And then say, do you trust me? And Go see that. He said that before when he gets, when he's going to the road. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah. Say it before. All right. So, Joel, what's your pick? Now, I had a different song, which I'm not going to mention, but I had a different song for the longest time. And then I got some sense talked into me by Dave at work. You know, Dave. Oh, and it man. wasn't anything he said to convince me. I just mentioned this category of most romantic, and he went, "Oh, it's this one." And I went, "Oh, you're so right." So I went with this. Sing with me now. Look like the boy so Kiss the girl, well. girl from Little Mermaid, nineteen eighty-nine. Written by Alan Menken with lyrics by Howard Ashman, and Samuel Wright is singing as Sebastian. This song debuted on the Billboard Hot 100 at eighty-one, and that's surprising. Yeah, I know that a kind of a novelty song. Yeah, it really this. is. But this song really is like the way he sets the mood and kind of feel like that. Uh, we uh, What does it say? Wins, percussion, or percussion, wins, strings, words. Like the way yes. he sets the mood is just like, oh, that's awesome. It's a beautiful calypso ballad. It was nominated for both an Academy Award and a Golden Globe Award for Best Original Song. Are you serious? Yeah. This song? Out of yeah. the other Kiss ones in Little Mermaid. Well, or, or they, the other they ones nominated, were nominated as well. They were nominated as well. Like okay, actually, I ahead. think, uh, let me look here. Because you're right. This one, I don't think of it as a main song in Little Mermaid. To me, it is novelty. Really? Yes. See, and I actually think of it as a legitimate, good, romantic song. And Jacob, mm-hmm. this is for you. Uh, it actually was parodied in an ABC show called Gallivant. In the song, <laughs> Maybe You Won't Die Alone. If you don't know if you remember that one. I don't know if I do. Maybe. Yeah, no one does. Hey, um, but, but Joel. Yes. Did it work? Did this song work? Um, it didn't Gallivant. Yes. <laughs> no, it did yes, not work. Yes, it did. Did he kiss the girl? Did, was the oh, goal, did he kiss the girl? Was, did the, I was thought the he goal? meant in my life. Oh, oh my <laughs> word. Wow. Wow. <laughs> was the goal... 27 kids later. <laughs> yes, exactly. Was the goal accomplished in the movie? It would have been had it not been for Flotsam and Jetsam knocking over the boat. But it was not accomplished. But it was working. And it wasn't until a distraction came out. So that's why I say this is the most romantic. Is this why you don't try that now, Kent? Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I played this one a few times. It just it's never worked. And the other one, oh. you like start moving your shoulders, huh? I don't, I don't know how I'm going <laughs> to fit the other one ever in anything. And then but a goofy movie comes up on the playlist next. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, mood's <laughs> ah, gone. Too, ah. So you're saying you had another one? I had another one, but I'm not going to mention it just because we don't have honorable mentions. Right. I don't know where I'm going to fit it in. It's an amazingly romantic song, and neither one of us brought it up yet. Maybe later in the show. We'll see. Okay. Maybe. All right, so you tied the first round, you both lost the second round. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, Kent, you're going to win this round. Do we really declare winners on category shows? That's yeah, it. They, Jake wants a, there's to. A, there's a prize at the end. What, what, really? is, what is the prize, Jake? Boiled, boiled peanuts. peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Once again. I knew you were going to say that. Once again, boiled peanuts. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> what well, didn't need to be clarified. All right. We're going to go from most romantic to most irritating. Yep. And maybe they're one and the same. Uh, or maybe it's the same no. as the song that makes you want to dance. Joel and I, we picked the same song on this one. How did You, you know? think we did? I think we did. I don't think we did. I really don't think we did because I chose this.
0: Everybody, everybody, everybody wants to be a cat. So
1: this is Everybody Wants to Be a Cat from the Aristocats in 1970. And this, isn't, this is kind of the finale of the song where they just start repeating the same thing over and over again like 20,000 times. But before it, it's kind of this jazzy, and I really think the whole the whole music in Aristocats, I'm sorry, but it was like Disney was trying to be cool to the 70s vibe of yes. jazz. And it's the kind of jazz I'm not a big fan of. Like there's jazz that Disney does that I think is great. This is not that. It's you know, a lot of the scatting and the freestyle that I'm like, I don't I I can't really get into this. This was in the dark days. I mean, it really isn't my blind spot for Disney. Yeah. It's not it's not a great movie and it's not a great song. And this is written by the Sherman brothers. Who wrote you know classics from Mary Poppins and the Jungle Book and Bedknobs and Broomsticks, but this one just really doesn't do it for me, and it just really kind of grades on me the whole every time I hear it. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, Ugh. that's a terrible song, but it's not as bad as this. No, see, I like this one. How could you like Rosie O'Donnell doing Stomp? I like this one. How? Stop it up. This is no, the beginning of that. slang song, Jake. This is right. literally part of the song. On they're the getting their rhythm down as they're breaking things in the camp. As a trash in the camp, and then you hear the Rosie camp. O'Donnell ska- scatting, scatting, it up, it it up, da da da, It is so. Aggravate no, and it builds up. It's got uh, is it in sync that sings in that uh, that makes it worse. No, I'm trying to remember, but they have a boy band singing it. But yeah. it's like that. Oh, that's oh man, I just got the chills because it's so. No, irritating. This, this one has pleasant memories for me. I like this. Okay, one. Okay, because you I love feel like we need to actually play like a section that you know represents the song more than just the breaking stuff. Okay, let me just play up. Rosie O'Donnell from the View and let's see if that sounds pretty good. <laughs> no, no, I. For me, like I know you love Tarzan. I don't have the love. No, for I don't. Tarzan. I don't you love. Do. I don't love Tarzan. I like the soundtrack. You like Phil Collins. I love. Phil and Collins. for you, that makes Tarzan. I think Tarzan is a, a lot weaker. And I, in they have Phil Collins, which is very thematic the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then this just atrocious song. No, i thrown in there. I dig it. I, I really do, cat. I dig, you it, dig, cat. It? Listen, I dig it, cat. Listen, I dig it, cat. I hate it. <laughs> uh, that's the other thing about the Aristacats is they use the, in the song, they're using terms like square and hip cat and all these terms. Not dated are whatsoever. Severely dated. But that one in yours, not one dated word. <laughs> <laughs> There's not one word. There's not one word. Scab it up. <laughs> that's how it stays fresh. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh-huh. All right. So that's going to be one point Kent, one point Joel. <laughs> Good to know. Those boiled peanuts are waiting for you, Joel. <laughs> All right, next song is best hero song. Uh, once again, I'm going to say I think Joel and I tied because we better this... tie on this one. Okay, I'm just going to play the song then. Okay. You guys are never going to tie. We no. did not tie. We really didn't tie on this one. No, no I heard for... "The Distance" by Her... Ooh, by Hercules in the movie Hercules by Michael Bolton probably better. <laughs> I can go the distance. <laughs> Once again, that's pretty irritating. <laughs> but I mean the lyrics of this one. Like it's uh, uh, down an unknown road to embrace my fate. Through that ro- Though that road may wander, it will lead me to you. And a thousand years would be worth the wait. It might take a lifetime, but somehow I'll see it through. It's all about persevering. And he grows through this song. And he accepts the children. Literally he grows. He's, Is this a montage song? He literally song? does grow. It's yeah. another montage song. But he accepts... The weight that's on his shoulders and his responsibility. And I, I, I am, this is the most heroic song in, I think, any Disney movie. Well, I don't think we're going to disagree because of... I, I think we have different interpretation of what best hero song meant. Okay. Because uh, you were going with best hero like heroic. I was going with best hero like protagonist. Okay. Like the best protagonist. Ooh, song. I'm, I'm excited. And I, I thought... Well, let's if, we, if we agreed on that, I thought we'd agree on this song as well got to
0: keep one jump ahead of the bread line one swing ahead of the sword I aladdin I
1: like afford. so you're saying like hero hero theme or yeah, protagonist like the, this, is theme. The, this is like the protagonist theme coming in and i'm like i just can't get enough of aladdin and i think this song this song is clever lyrics it's funny it's got a great tune it's great to sing along with like everyone you, you want to feel so cool and you're like gotta eat to live gotta still to eat tell y'all about it when i got the time it's just so much fun and it's got a boo which is great also <laughs> but <laughs> written by Alan Mencken and Tim Rice, who are their names are going to come up a lot. Ken doesn't here. know a bad thing to say about your song yet, Joel, but he's oh, working no, on no. it. No, no, I love Aladdin. I, I wouldn't yeah. even, I just think as far as heroic songs go, well, and I, mine was, is truly inspiring. Yours is way fun. Yeah. One of the most fun to do. And that's why I think. I think it's just different interpretations. Yes. Because I actually did think of Go the Distance, and I was like, well, Hercules. he's going for speed. <laughs> he's going. He's all alone. <laughs> all alone. All alone. In a time of need. <laughs> uh yeah I'm but glad that so yeah I, I don't have any argument with yours because i think that's a very heroic song and i hopefully don't have mine because i just went with the i think we rows. can shake hands on that one I, i'd be okay <clears> with a handshake <throat> i was gonna give that one a tie not that it matters so we've high five we have high five finger boop and and, and handshake this as is option. a big show also, everyone scores. yeah and ties all right next category and you guys are still tied one one unfortunately we don't oh, care oh man this is, rough. <laughs> this is this is tight this is really tight joel and i are just enjoying ourselves here no, and we I, hope you are too What's the song that doesn't feel like a Disney song? This is a weird one. It is because, I mean, most people, they hear a song, they're like, oh, it's a Disney song. Oh, that's a Disney song. But we wanted to choose one that maybe people don't recognize as a Disney song immediately. And so I went with this one. Why should I Why should I yeah, I mean, you know I it? I can't even. Is it Home on the Range? No. This is Why Should I Worry from Oliver and Company, Oh, oh yeah. Is this Billy Joel? This is Billy Joel yeah, playing okay. Dodger. And Billy Joel, uh, he wasn't the only one on the soundtrack. They had Hugh Lewis on there as well. They kind of wanted to bring in a bunch of popular artists of the Why wasn't 80s. the soundtrack better? I don't know. But this, honestly, every time I hear this one, it feels like a Billy Joel song to me. It doesn't feel like a Billy... It, it's more like a love letter from Billy Joel to New York than it is an actual Disney song. Because it's all about, you know, I can I can get around the city. I love the city. It's all great. But uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy it though. I actually like this song, but it does not feel like a Disney song to me. Also, during the song, you can see uh, in the movie, you can see Pongo from 101 Dalmatians and uh, Lady and the Tramp are also make small cameo appearances in this number. The Disney verse, everyone. Oh, yeah. They started the it shared all. shared Disney verse. Mine is kind of similar because I wanted to go for one that was basically an adult contemporary artist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could turn on Light FM 100 and hear the following song. Is it Is this Fox and the Hound? It's not, but I could see why you'd say that. Is it the Rescuers? It's the Rescuers. I was close. So this song is called "Tomorrow Is Another Day." It's sang by Shelby Flint, who had a few hits, like uh, Powerline. <laughs> like the guy, you can't even name him <laughs> anymore. He's name. really popular, guys. <laughs> Terence, Powerline, something or other, something. So in this song is saying like it's it's just a overhead voice. So the mice are traveling on the to the Devil's Bayou on Orville's back, mm-hmm. and it's just like this sleepy sort of thing as they're flying over like the the Smoky City yeah, through that, the Bayou. The and rescuers, it really, the music did not seem to match the tone of the film. Well, there is R E S C U E Rescue Aid Society. Like, right, I love that that little. And for me, it's a novelty track as well. Well, and that weird kind of score they have for Medusa and her um, yes her hideout. I like that one a lot, and the Devil's Diamond and all that. But like the overview, there's two songs. This one, I think they're both sang by Shelby Flynn. This one, and there's another one which was pretty popular mm-hmm. at the time. They're not Disney songs whatsoever. No, I heard that, and it took me a while to figure out where it's from. And even then, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, and it, I mean, like that's dentist chair kind of stuff. You put that on, <laughs> you're like, uh huh. I don't need laughing gas. That's when Just- you get that's when you get in the dentist chair, and two little mice come out and start working on your teeth. You, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kent. I'm really, really sorry. I'm I, don't let this bother you too much, but. Joel gets another point. Yes. Gosh. Gosh. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Billy Joel over Shelby Flint. How dare you? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Next category is best quote I want song. Now, if you don't know what a I want song is, this is used to describe a song, particularly in 1990 Disney movies, where the main character sings about how unsatisfied they are with their current life and how they want something more. And it became a staple. Yes. Uh, It's still going. It's still going. They still do it. And they call it the I want song. But Kent, this is one that we should agree on. And if we don't, you're wrong. (laughs) I actually think we disagree. Because I think you're wrong. Like I'm falling caught out. You ready? Go for it. I want to be where the people are. This is the one you chose. Yep. I want to see. Why? I want to see. First of all, she says I want throughout this whole song. (laughs) (laughs) Look, there's one that I know you chose that you're going to say, oh my gosh, she wants to do so much. But this one is Ariel wants to be someone else. She wants to live somewhere where she wasn't born to be. Mm -hmm. And not only is she this weird rebellious hoarder who is just kind of has this 90s attitude of risking it all for love. But she's willing to give it all up just so she can get what she thinks is the best possible outcome. Even though in the real story, it's a bad, bad outcome. (laughs) (laughs) It turns into seafoam, I believe, in the actual story. it's, It's actually really sad. But no, I mean like this song. Everyone knows it by heart, and you can even picture like every scene in this. Uh, you can even picture this like by the animation cells and everything. You know, her swirling up through her her cavern and everything, and it was just awesome. I really think it's this good. is it's but, no, I, good. It's better than good. But I want to know, Ken. I want to know what. Okay, you think you know me so well. What did you think I picked? Bell. Crap.
0: Look at this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you were putting up such a fight.
1: <laughs> of course it's this one. This is the one that invented the I Want song. Now, oh, my gosh. I was like, you pick Bell, of course. No, because Bell's Bell's is fine. I should have given you more credit. I'm sorry for that one. This, this is the one that started it all. It didn't. It, it wasn't the first one, but this became the staple that people then emulated after. Yeah. And actually, uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, who's a, a producer, he wanted it cut out of he really? of it cut out of Little Mermaid because he thought he, the first screening, the first test screening, he thought kids were bored and he said, "I don't want this." And he still he was going to get rid of it, and they begged he, him he to keep it. it. This they, is it's one of those songs that just the build of it is so dramatic and sweeping, and it just gets. It gets better throughout the song. It doesn't fall, make us fall asleep like a Shelby Flint song. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it really is like, I mean, just the music alone, you just feel her longing for something more. Yes. And then it just builds into this beautiful climax. Jody Benson. Yeah. Fantastic right? voice. Like it really is like she makes that song. Which is why every time anyone else covers it, like Faith Hill or Bruno Mars or Carly Ray Jepsen. Wait, Bruno Mars. Yep. Carly Ray Jepsen. Oh, yep. Gross. Jessica Simpson, Faith Hill, Miley Cyrus, Wow, Why are G, the worst people covering this song? Cerebrellis isn't bad. Yeah, Cerebrellis is good. But uh, <laughs> they didn't expect this one to take off like it was going to. And so they weren't prepared. Like all the local radio stations started demanding they could play it. And it was on heavy rotation. And they had no idea it was going to be that big. And it's because it's a fantastic song. And it's just so fun to be like, what do they call them? Oh, feet. Because, yes, ori- actually, originally they had the, her saying things like leather bound books and fine china. And they, they actually talked to the, compo- to the composer and the writer and they said, let's make this a little more playful because she's not going to know those things. And that's exactly. where they came up with thingamabob. And, Who's it and what's it galore. Yeah. And that's what gives it the charm. And I love how she has those little conversations, too, where it's just like, what's that called again? Oh, feet. Yes. Like, it's fun. Up where they walk, Us. up where they run. Up where they stay all day with in the sun. <laughs> Wait, what? That's that's my version? <laughs> that's so weird. That's weird. I like mermaids. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you better put that at the wow. end. Wow. <laughs> Uh, even though you chose the same thing, i are going to have to give another point to Joel there. So <laughs> he deserves it. Yeah. For, yeah. The, for the the trick. Yeah, the trick. Yeah. And, exactly. and, and, and you know, love to bell her uh, I Want to li- Great White Somewhere. I can't remember what she says. Sitting on a prairie. Is yeah, bonjour, like that. that whole thing. Reading right books. Yeah. yeah. no, but she's <laughs> It's clearly it's made a, an impact. It's a good... <laughs> reading book. I can't think of the name of the song. she talks about. I've got yeah. Jenny Benson in my head, but no. So I props to her, but this really is the one that, yeah. that is the best I want song. If you disagree, you're wrong. All right, next category is... The song that doesn't fit the movie. Okay. I hope we chose the, the same one. Well, I'm going to play my hand really early here because I want you to imagine the end of Emperor's New Groove when it's like, what's his name? Cusco, boom, baby, yeah, woo! And th- this song comes on. In the quiet time Sting, right? Sting. Yeah, it is rude. My Funny Friend and Me. <laughs> I, dead or Alive, though, Sting. We don't know. So this, uh, when, the, when, the, when they developed, the Emperor's New Group came out in 2000, but when they developed, started developing the film back in 1994. Totally different movie. Completely different movie called Kingdom of the Sun. It had a different tone, a different feel, a different story, different characters. But then they changed the entire movie, but they still wanted to, uh, well, it's Sting, so we'll give them it. But when this song comes on in the credits, you're like, what is this? It doesn't feel like it. But the, tra- the track reached 24 on the American Billboard Adult Contemporary Singles Chart, and it was what nominated the? for an Academy Award for Best Original Song in 2001. That's a bad year. Yeah. Uh, Unless Moulin Rouge was nominated. <laughs> Joel. It wasn't, it wasn't that year. Uh, I can look it up if you want to while you're talking about yours. You will? No, that, that's an interesting choice because you, you forget about the movies in Emperor's New Groove at all, the songs. I mean, uh, yeah. Are there actual songs in that in that movie? In Emperor's New Groove? Do the characters sing? Not really. <clears throat> so like just like a, a popular they have, they artist. Yeah. Little songs, though, don't they? By the way, that year, it was uh, Meet the Parents. <laughs> these, these are the songs. Meet the Parents has better music than that. Meet the Parents had that. a song uh, called A Fool in Love, Emperor's New Groove, Dancer in the Dark, Have I Seen It All, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Have a Love Before oh, Time. Love that song. <laughs> and then the number one was Wonder Boys, Things Have Changed. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was a bad year. It was a really bad year. All right, right Kent, right. what'd you pick? Okay, so I'm going to play My Hand as well. So think of a movie that has, like, Let It Go, right? We all hate Let It Go. A Love is an Open Door. Okay. Those are the only two songs. (laughs) And then it starts (laughs) off with this weird sort of tribal song that I cut out the intro of, but then it becomes this. Oh, that's right. This is the beginning, isn't it? So it starts off, like, with Gregorian chant and becomes this, where the ice cutters just start going here. (laughs) and it goes I totally forgot this was in the movie everyone forgets this part no one cares I think kids just go get their popcorn while this part is playing and then just wait for like the first uh, on a song basically this is is like the only song I like from that movie stop it yeah stop it I still like some songs heck it's probably the only part of the movie I like chopping that (laughs) ice they're manly they go what? Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, powerful, dangerous, cold. Ice has a magic, can't be controlled. Stronger than one, stronger than ten, stronger than a hundred men. <laughs> You're like, is this like Johnny Appleseed? Like, say not. the ice is calling, off. Dad. <laughs> say ice. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dad, it's ice again. It's ice again. Let's get some ice. I done. forgot that was in the movie. I Everyone really did. Everyone does. It's it's a very Good strange call. Good beginning. Call. I'll, I'll, I'll applaud that one because... I, I didn't even think about that. Oh, that is a here. really good call. Unfortunately for you, again, Kent, those boiled peanuts are slipping away. <laughs> good. Because they're so slippery. <laughs> they are. I hope I lose. I want the listener to know there actually like is a bowl one. of boiled peanuts over there on the table next to Each the... Each ate like two. Yeah. All right. Next category is Earworm. The song that gets stuck in your head and won't leave. I, uh, I no how much you want it to. I had one. We apologize in advance, listener. We do. Why? Because we're going to get the song stuck, Yeah, in their we're head. giving them an earworm. That sounds so weird. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> hate is the a, term earworm. This Don't is a guys? podcast disease. No, I do. I always cringe when I hear it. Wow. Like, so I, I had one chosen that for 20 years has been stuck in everyone's head, I think. Mm-hmm. But then there's one that's probably been stuck in everyone's head for about 50 years. Is it the Rosie O'Donnell song? Except oh, no, 50 years. Disney tried to remove it. Zip. This is a good choice. You still probably won't get points, though. Well, you're choosing, so of course not. (laughs) I like this song. Can, you can't not listen to the song and not smile Like this is just, you gotta smile when you hear it Have but, you seen Kent? But Mr. <laughs> Bluebird's on my shoulder Ain't it the truth? Look at this guy It's actual He's, he's owning Everything, everything is satisfactual. satisfactual So that's a great song <laughs> Except for it doesn't really exist anymore well, Yeah, they got rid of a uh, whole Song, of the, song of the South You can't find it anymore but, but it's, it's so good. Like, I, there's one I think maybe you'll choose. and I was it, is, like, it is on Splash Mountain. They keep it in there. Yes, which is great. Which is the Song of the South. That's the whole bear, rabbit, and I would bear. like a remake of this movie in some way. And if they could redo it in a way that's not racist in these days when everyone's so <laughs> offended. But, like, that song is so good. That can't be forgotten about. Because that, for me, you hear zippity doo da and you're, your day is happy. You're not annoyed at all. Because there's other earworms you'll be annoyed. This one? Is very pleasant. Until about 1,000 times. No, I, I disagree. I love that song. Did you hear that guy? I like it yeah. from Fletch, too. Fletch Lives. They sing it in that. And I think it's hilarious. Fletch Lives reference. There we go. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I love Fletch. Uh, okay, mine is... Uh, this is kind of a cheat because it's not an earworm. It is an earworm because of the song, but it's more of an earworm because of the video game. Meaning like you played the level for about 20 minutes. So you oh, can't the get away from stupid giraffes! Wall. The worst. <laughs> You're I jumping on hated giraffes that level heads s- so much. This is a. I just can't wait to be king from The Lion King, and it's a fun song. It's an enjoyable song, but just that. In fact, the song, the song was once described as catchy, irritating, and quote a little too close to River of Dreams. Remember that Billy Joel number? I don't. You don't? Oh man, that's a good song. You should listen to that one, Jacob. I don't remember that one either. I go walking in the, in oh, the, in the middle, middle of, of the night. I go oh, okay, in, the, okay. in the middle of... Which I didn't really think that. By the way, uh, Simba, not sung by JTT. It's actually Jason Weaver. And Nala wasn't sung by her uh, character either. It was Laura Williams. They had different people singing that. But Rowan Atkinson sang the entire well, time. Well, you, you can kind of tell. Unless it's just a guy doing an impression <laughs> of Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll get to that. Has Rowan Atkinson been the same age forever? Pretty much. Isn't but, it weird? Yeah, I just can't wait to be king. I love the song, but it gets stuck in my head pretty easily. And it's, it's also another like pleasant song. Yeah, a little grating. It, it can't be because well, the whole point of the song is like, I'm awesome. Look how awesome I'm gonna be. Which it's it's you hubris. Say, Stop that. Yeah, it's all it's all hubris. It's all showing Simba's pride. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> family friendly. No what? <laughs> but I feel like this hey, one is one that easily like, gets I mean, We can sense. say that too. Say something dirty now. Hey, hey guys, <laughs> no. remember when we ranked Nala? No, she's <laughs> a Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, she's a lion. Yeah, <laughs> it got real weird real quick. Just when you made it weird. <laughs> All right. Well, you Kent, know, you might think that you should have won that round for choosing to <laughs> Like, now I can see why you think the point would go to you, but unfortunately, it goes to Joel. Clean yes. sweep. Please <laughs> no, give him all you, the you points got a point already. <laughs> I don't want him anymore. To be a clean sweep. <laughs> yeah, it's one to like seven now. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. We'll let the listener decide. <laughs> Next one is best moral lesson. Kent's gonna roll his eyes at this one. That's just because that's how he feels about moral lessons. It's <laughs> how we feel about Phil Collins. Son of Man from Tarzan, 1999. By Phil Collins, as Ken mentioned, peaked at number 68 on the German media control charts, as well as 96 on the French Wait, singles what? chart. <laughs> <laughs> you went through that real quick. Can you tell us what music chart that was I again? Feel like that's what German media control charts. No, it didn't, it didn't do that well here, but we're not doing for chart performance. This is a lot more lessons. <laughs> You can't just throw that out there. (laughs) I can. And I did. Oh, wow. But I feel like, uh, son of man, I think this is a good lesson on what it means to be an adult and what it means to grow up and to be on your own. Like things like, oh, the power to be strong and the wisdom to be wise, all these things will come to you in time and the journey that you're making, there'll be answers that you seek and it's you who climb the mountain. It's you who will reach the peak, meaning you have to do it on your own. You have to reach these milestones. And Does I, anyone actually know the lyrics of those songs though? I, I do. I know you too. love few, th- it so much. It's one of the few things we could listen to on the mission in the early years. Oh. So, okay. Yeah. Became a loved song for me. So Son of Man from Tarzan, I feel like it's a very good moral lesson, and it's just an inspiring song. I like that I rolled my eyes at you and you're about to roll your eyes at me. I wouldn't do that. Have you ever oh, gotten <laughs> <right laughs> a He bit of a He so, mine was actually number three on the Native Moral American culture appropriation charts. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Uh, yeah, you're saving yeah. that one. That's good. Uh. So, here's the thing. Who knew that the plight of the Native Americans could be, could be described in one song? That's totally a joke. But no, it's, <laughs> it's a beautiful track about culture and understanding. This one song was... It's another montage song. It was all mm-hmm. it needed for John Smith to side with Pocahontas' tribe. Mm-hmm. So, he went against his own people because of this. And also... Listen to this. I mean, listen to this one when you're going going to go on a hike and you could be walking uphill and all of a sudden you're, you'll start trotting uphill. You will run. This is a trotting song. Listen to this. No, I walk up a hill listen Ever to this song, wonder? I start feeling white guilt. <laughs> That's your own problem. How high sir. will the sycamore and, and grow? Walk, I won't slower. know cuz someone cut it down and built a house with it. <laughs> you built that house, Joel. I know. That's what she's saying. Is preserve That's what she said? Preserve nature, preserve culture and under, and let's let's unite with understanding. That's why it's a moral (laughs) lesson. Wow, he really stretched for that. What do you think these all are? (laughs) Let's jump to a category that Ken will be more happy with. I yeah. like Colors of the Wind. I really do. Yeah. Maybe we could find a, a category where Kent could get a point, you know? My gosh. <laughs> You're giving that to Joel for oh, son of man? For sure. Joel. <laughs> you give him, I don't want your points. They are oh, worthless. You yeah, there's actually more than the boiled peanuts here. So, <laughs> Wait, does a loser get them? <laughs> <They> get <laughs> now shells. he's catching on. <laughs> the shells, yeah. Next one is we're going from best moral lesson to the most inappropriate. Yep. So I tried to pick one that was a little bit maybe racist considering our scope. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to use the last one? Or is that a, okay. No, because there's ones that are far more racist. Damn. And But I'm not going to do that because that's us looking with our modern eyes and saying, how dare they sing those kind of lyrics? Yeah. Because they, they feel very inappropriate based on our scope now. So I went with inappropriate lyrics. Like fire. Fire. Yeah, that's what I was. Hey, saying. family friendly. Fire yeah, Heckfire, do you want to edit every time ice, it says that? So this is uh, Frollo, I love just saying Frollo, singing from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Frollo. So this is the second time I've chosen Hunchback of Fro- Notre Dame, and this song is called Hellfire. We've talked about this song before. Are going to read the lyrics? And, and you're going to say Heckfire? No, I mean, like, some of the lines in the song... You, like, it's okay to say it when you're talking about the place, Jacob. Okay. The, the last lines in the song are, she will be mine. Dean and Supernatural went to hell. He did. So she will be Capital mine. H. Or she will burn like he's talking about esmeralda being created to tempt him basically yeah it's like weird that it's like an emo song like emo kids would really enjoy this <laughs> and it's this, song, this movie's not really for children but once again like the music's really quite good and his villain is very layered but it's an inappropriate song because the what what he's basically singing about joel like <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean of course right well okay so if i'm going to see a movie the last thing I want my kids to be learning about are things like hell and damnation and lust. But apparently that's what this this is all about. And they fought to keep this in. They wanted this one because they wanted to be able to show the dark character of Prolo. Which just goes it's to show. kind of displayed throughout, honestly. Well, and they, this is the funny thing. This, this kind of cracked me up is they were fighting to get a G rating. And they put them at PG when this song came out. And they had to go plead their yeah. case and be oh, like, really no, they no, get a no. PG? It's G. Oh, okay. Tangled is PG. Just throwing that out there. That's, mm, weird. hold on. Murderous Pascal. <laughs> Mother Gothel turns into dust. Yeah, okay. It's just, it's just, it does tripper to get yeah, her no, out that's the window. Pascal, well, yes. This yeah, is yeah, more yeah. my opinion that I don't think Hunchback of Notre Dame is a V is a Disney vehicle. Like, I didn't, I think that was a wrong move on their part to do that. The whole movie felt to me like a misfire. But then this song comes on and it's like, this is what the movie should have been, is a little darker, but not amidst talking gargoyles making fart noises with their armpits. I totally agree. In fact, you know, for like the modern production, like the stage productions of this, they use the Disney music. It's the same basic format, except for the ending is the book ending. Yeah. So it goes really, really dark. And Jake, do you want us to ruin that for you? Sure. They burn Esmeralda. Yep. Uh, Frollo is killed and Quasimodo is killed as well, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so Jacob, here's the lyrics. Like fire, he'll fire. This fire in my skin, this burning desire is turning me to sin. So weird. Thanks, Disney. <laughs> no, I remember, in, I remember being in the theater and like looking at my sister who I watched that movie with and was like, yeah, that's weird, right? <laughs> like, Well, and then... It, remember, I mean, remember Aladdin? <laughs> <laughs> One well, jump, No, along. that is funny too because like, I mean, he sees her figure in the fire and then... It's like, you know, dancing seductively. And then he decides to burn her. And then she's shrieking as she's being burned alive and turns to smoke. And I'm like, this is just not appropriate for kids. Yeah. I mean, she is really attractive. So, I mean, like, (laughs) I wouldn't really blame her. I'm not going to. You're like, yeah, it's true. (laughs) Kent's like, I get it, Frollo. I get it. (laughs) I get you, dog. I get you, bro. She's like 18. Hey, Frollo, finger boop. (laughs) That's better than most. Finger boop for Frollo, huh? (laughs) (laughs) That was my band same in college. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. All right. Next category is deserved the best original song but Lost. Yep. And I'll go first. After doing a little research, I found that this song lost, and this is nominated, but it lost. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. When it comes to classic Disney songs, you can't do much better than the bare necessities from The Jungle Book 1967. Unless, of course, you're Talk to the Animals from Dr. Doolittle, which won the Academy Award that year for Best Original Song. Hey, anyone want to sing that song? Talk to the animals, walk with the animals. That's about the joy you get from it. But then you get this yeah. one, you got Baloo the Bear bopping around. You take a glance at the Fancy Ants, like all these fun lyrics and fun music. It makes you happy, and I really feel like this song should have won. In fact, Julie Andrews chose the song for her album, Julie Andrews Selects Her Favorite Disney Songs. Th- that's what it's called? Yeah. The album is called that? <laughs> he has Julie that is she just incredibly left-brained? <laughs> what should we call it? She was Mary Poppins. Oh, uh, yes. Um, but this is Hakuna Matata before Hakuna Matata was Hakuna Matata. Like the whole point of this is like, you know, you just need a few things in life to make you happy. Everything else will sort out itself. And I love that mentality of, of Baloo the bear and teaching Mowgli, even though, you know, Bagheera doesn't appreciate it. But yeah. <laughs> bear so, necessities, a necessities into parenting in the jungle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bear Necessities should have won the, the Academy Award that year. That's a good choice. Ah, let's see if Ken can beat it. I have a feeling he, I have a feeling he won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> let's hear it. Because of our judge. So, this one was nominated in
0: 2010. 2010.
1: Oh. I Saw the Light from Tangled. So, this movie, voiced and sang by Zachary Levi and Mandy Moore. And they both do a fantastic job. They do. They really do. Mandy Moore, Mandy Moore is spectacular in that movie. No, she really is. Yeah. She's like... In this this movie, I was really worried because I mean, we've talked about this a little bit before, but it's the first CG Disney like, except for like Meet the Robinsons, really. But yeah, the, but it's pr- like first princess CG movie. Yeah, and I was really worried because I wanted to see the classic style. But once I saw it, I was like, I'm I'm sold. It worked. I would like to see them go back to what they had. The hand drawn animation we, we kind of did with Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog was before Tangled. It was the year before. Yeah. yeah. But this movie, I was like, okay, I'm actually fine with this new style, even though I thought I was this traditionalist, essentially. Right. What won that year? It's called You Haven't Seen the Last of Me. No, Burlesque won that year. Yes, it did. Boo! With Sharon and Christian Aguilera. In this movie, you had Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi come out on the Oscar stage and sing this movie, probably knowing they had this clinched. Was that just a bad year? It was well. Besides this one, yes. Well, I just mean the fact that like Burlesque won. Yeah, pretty atrocious. I don't know That's what they terrible. were thinking. But I love this. This one was actually uh, um, in the running for most ten? romantic for me as well. Yes. Buddy? Yes? You're wrong. Okay. It did win. No. Uh, 2010, Tangle was nominated for At Last I See the Light. What won that year is We Belong Together by Toy Story 3. It did win? That's what it says right here. I thought that one lost as well. I, Where are you getting burlesque from? <laughs> was it even nominated? No. I were you at a burlesque? It's Toy Story 3, Country Strong, 120 Cent Hours, Entangled. So unless unless it's not my wiki led me astray. Okay, so actually this one lost the Golden Globe to. Ah, you yes. haven't seen the last of me from Burlesque. <laughs> I'm just glad because I, I actually that hurt my heart when I'm like, why would that win an it, Oscar? So what's the song from Toy Story three? We belong together. That's Randy Newman who can't carry yeah. a tune. <laughs> yes, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I, I don't remember that song, honestly. It's, yeah, no. it's the end of Toy Story three when they're dancing and right before the uh, Spanish. And I know that. Toy Story does really well with, you know, the, the Academy, but really like that song compared to this one, like also for me, people. or, or people, yeah. yes. But I think this one for me was Dogs one of don't my, like it, though. this one of my contenders for Best Romantic Song as well. It's really pretty. Like yes. that is a really pretty song with the lanterns and everything. Oh, it's just a beautiful looking scene, beautiful sounding scene as well. Yeah. It's, it's not very catchy though, you know. And at last I see the light. How many times it's, have you seen it? It's pretty. Tangled. Uh, twice. Okay. Yeah. I've seen it right. well, a dozen. It's a really good song. I, right. I'll, I'll give Kent my point. Oh, man, Joel. No, no, no. I don't want it. I don't <laughs> want points in this Kent game. Kent can possibly we have get points on that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next one. Song you've sung the wrong words to your whole life. Kent, I feel like this could be many Disney song for you. Because I don't sing the right lyrics for any song. Which I love. That's what Kent, that's one of my favorite traits about you. <laughs> Wait. Your favorite <laughs> traits is that I'm forgetful? No, the favorite traits is when you sing a song and it's all the wrong lyrics. It's an endearing trait. I'm just gonna play this for you and I'm not even gonna speak over it, okay? You don't wanna sing along with it? Nope. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> just just listen. You get, these, you get these right? Same all the time. Did you edit this? little scared.
0: Okay, and there's like one more. Maybe two. Okay,
1: hold on. Hold on. It's got to go down. So this one is obviously a joke one for me because it's one of my favorite old school jokes. Is You could sing any two lines from this song and just make it not work. I actually don't know them in order. So I have to go with this song because it could either be, Tale is old as time. Song is old as rhyme, tale as old as time, or both a little scared, neither one prepared. And just repeat that over and over again. Yes, or sure Which, to say the least, Beauty and the Beast. If I may tell you, Kent, uh, when we discussed that, oh, back in probably one of our Disney ranking shows. Yes. That was my kid's favorite thing, and they cracked up. Really? But they, they full on were guffawing in the back seat when they were listening to it. Because they wouldn't shut up about it. It was like every like, time you started singing it, they thought it was hilarious, and both so then. A
0: little scared.
1: So now every time it comes prepared. on, they start giggling at that song.
0: Both a little
1: scared. Which ruins the mood of the movie, but <laughs> sure. I think the remake ruined the mood of the movie. Ugh, honestly, gross. Mine is this, and it's also kind of an inside joke. What lyrics are you getting wrong? Jacob, you got them wrong, too. Yes, you both did, and I got them right. Back on episode 98, I believe, of Bacon Sale, Jacob and I were talking about this, uh song and you called me crazy kent said uh, yeah episode 98 of bacon cell oh, i remember he said this. have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue corn moon and both jacob and i went corn moon yeah it's horn moon <laughs> and then kent looked up the lyrics and jacob and i were both wrong corn moon and it blew my I they mind they just wrote it wrong i think that's what happened <laughs> no so here's Maybe what i he was saying wrong jacob, be it. <laughs> I, did re- I did some research i did some research because that's All what joel does what is a blue corn moon joel Uh, The blue corn moon is no such... There's no such thing as a blue corn moon in Native American culture. The songwriter, Stephen Schwartz, admitted that he coined the phrase after reading a Native American love poem, which read, I will come to you in the moon of green corn. So Native Americans in the culture refer to months as moons, and the green moon was like kind of the harvest moon. But he thought green moon sounded too cheesy. (laughs) Uh Because he thought... This is literally what he said. He said... He felt it might evoke the urban legend that the moon is made of green cheese. So he changes to blue corn moon because of blue moons and blue corn tortillas. <laughs> That's what he said. Cultural appropriation. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And uh, Judith Cunn, I actually, I actually really do like this song. Yes. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful song. And it was nominated or no, it won the Academy Award for Best Original Song in 68th Academy Awards, narrowly beating out burlesque. Um, <laughs> <laughs> burlesque nominated every year <laughs> every year and vanessa williams version also uh like blew up on the charts as well it's a very popular song but i can i still have a hard time every time i hear it hearing blue corn because you're gonna blue say horn moon. you're gonna say blue horn moon every time i think so like every time you belt this song it out which like i'm sure is all the time. the right thing to do anyway right yeah even if it is not technically the right lyrics yeah that's interesting joel i think you get points <laughs> <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> well done sir well done good man. job joel man good job for you guys being wrong <laughs> man you really went to a lot of work on that one and i could see <laughs> i mean if i if, edited it together like, in everything Man, if there was like points for effort or even like most improved i would give you that you're but, right <laughs> yeah but that's just not how the points work here all <laughs> oh, right you make the rules moderator i do i do all right what is the saddest Okay, let's bring it down. Disney Okay, We're dang it. Alone. No, no, I don't want to bring it down because I have something to confess. As I was doing the research for this song, I started crying. <laughs> of course you did. Was that just you... thinking about the songs? Or... No, as I was listening to it and reading All up right, on you it. You, already get you are such job. a Joel. Here we go. This is Baby Mine from Dumbo 1941 and on the surface it's a beautiful lullaby of a mother talking to her child I'm gonna be good about a mother talking to her child about how much she loves her and that no matter what everyone else says she'll always love her and that the baby shouldn't cry but it's during the part when uh, Dumbo's mom is, is caged for being a mad elephant mm-hmm. and There's so a sign on the carriage that says mad it does <laughs> that actually helps keep me laughing (laughs) because then um, oh I forgot his name the mouse I can't remember his name Um, but he takes Dumbo to see his mom and like all the other zoo animals have their babies with them and then Dumbo's mom has to reach out her trunk and just kind of gently touch her child Mm -hmm. and they're separated and then they have to walk away and every time I'm just like it just gets my
0: heart Ah!
1: and the the reason this song is so beautiful is Dumbo's being bullied for his big ears right and (laughs) The lyrics in Baby Mine is, you don't deserve to be bullied. Like, she's t- giving him Here this, we go. this message. Little one, when you play, don't you mind what they say. Let those eyes sparkle and shine. Never a tear, baby of mine. Nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song at the 14th Academy Awards in 1942. Wow, that's early on. And covered by people like Bonnie Raitt, Bette Midler, Allison Krauss, Jenny Baker, Brian Wilson, Kenny Loggins, and Art Garfunkel. And Cascade. I heard a, a house version. He's a house DJ. And he does this version of it, which is actually really kind of great. I'll play it for you after the show. But it's a cool version. Not, I don't, don't want to cry again. You'd you love to cry, It's a happy version. But good job to Frank Churchill, who wrote the music, Ned Washington, who wrote the lyrics, and Betty Noyes, who did the performance, for tearing my heart out as a kid and now as an adult. This is truly the saddest great Disney job. song ever written. Is that what you chose? It's totally... What do you think? I'm crying about this song. You weren't crying. You were mocking me. I was mocking you because I... Did you choose it? Of course I chose it. You did choose it? I chose it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why why were you mocking me then? I was not mocking. I was crying. That's my version of crying, Joel. He actually... He chose it, but it's his fake (laughs) one. Because it's just a joke. When Kent gets sad, he starts mocking people? (laughs) Is that what the... Joel? I mean, I want to cry again. I I can't do it. (laughs) The funny thing is you're mocking it, but I actually am trying hard not to get emotional (laughs) while thinking about this. You're (laughs) so funny. I haven't cried since I was seven, Joel. Okay, it was hard as a kid. No, as a kid watching this, it was hard as a kid watching because the kid perspective. And now I'm on the flip side is the parent perspective. And I'm like, I actually, I never found this song sad until recently. And then thinking about my own kids. Oh. To be honest with you. Yeah, for real. Don't get real. Because, I'm sorry. (laughs) Don't get real. Go back to being funny. But Fox and the Hound almost. One on this one, is good too. Man, Joel, I'm really really sorry. Joel, you're not going to get a point this time. ah, Okay, can we share a point? I'm gonna have to give Joel two points. (laughs) (laughs) Extra extra feels, no extra feels there. He cried. I did not not right now, but yeah, I did when I was doing the research. All right, next category What is the best pop version of a Disney song? Because as you know, they'll have the version in the movie, but then they think, hey. That's not good enough to make it on the charts. So we're going to get a popular artist to cover it. It's usually never as good. I cheated. You cheated? Mine's not pop. But Disney is always kind of pop regardless of who sings it. Mm -hmm. But this is by a ska band who regularly performs at Disney. Like at Disneyland. So it's just a cover. It's a cover, but they sing it like... is it an official cover? It's an official cover. They okay. have an, a whole album of Disney covers sanctioned by Disney. Okay. Like legitimately hired to go Isn't that what all these to would be? Disneyland. Like versions of Disney songs by yeah. different artists? Well, yeah, but it's more like the officially licensed. Like we're going to try to market the, but this song. I actually wanted to choose a, You're a version. You're going to say Collins? I wanted to choose a version that was good <laughs> and one that's not super sleepy like a love ballad in the 90s because there are some great duets out there. But I chose Under the Sea. Ooh. That's good already. By Suburban Legends. So these guys, you should check out this album. It has about six to eight songs. Sales? What? Sales? No, it's fantastic. They have... Um, I'm trying to think of what other songs they do. They do DuckTales, which is a fantastic version of the DuckTales theme song. Mm-hmm. But no, seriously... Go listen to this song, and like, because I don't really get into the whole pop stuff. Right. And for me, this is stuff I'll be in my car. Like, if this were an, an actual Disney song in a Disney movie, like that version, it would be the song that made me dance more than a goofy movie, which is surprising, I know. <laughs> goofy movie. <laughs> so, Joel, what about you? It, um, no, Ken, I went totally mainstream on this one. I went with one that peaked number four on the Billboard Hot 100, peaked at number one on the adult contemporary chart for eight weeks. It it peaked in in the U.K. at number 14, at number one in France, sold 11 million copies, and you're going to know it as soon as you hear it. This was actually released uh, a month and a half before the film was released, and it was already charting before the movie ever came out. Is this the song about Princess Diana? No. <laughs> 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 that's, Sorry. That's is the song too about soon? Marilyn Monroe. I thought Joel was going to correct Eric <laughs> on you for that one, yeah. Uh, no, this is Can You Feel the Love Tonight from Elton John. Uh, this is... She's waving I, from beyond, though, I think. <laughs> No, I, this won the mm. 1994 Academy Award for Best Original Song, and it won a Golden Globe, Kent, narrowly beating out Burlesque. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, but this one, I don't know. I just I feel like it's very, very just a beautiful, like you said, it's a love ballad. It yeah. really is. This also almost made my uh, misheard lyrics category because I used to think I used to think it said, uh, "Where is that?" It's enough to make kings and beggar bums leave the very nest. Well, a vagabond. Beggar- if you, a vagabond probably is a beggar bum. That's what I justified it beggar after bomb. I found out. Here's here's <laughs> what throws me off about the song. Like uh-huh. the song is is beautiful, and it's I think it's better than the one in the movie. Oh yeah, oh, clearly. Yeah. Because I can see what's happening. What? They don't. He doesn't have a clue. They don't have a clue. That's Ooh. it. Oh. Which actually, in the original song, um, they had team. They had Timon and Pim- They had Timona Timon Pumbaa. And Pumbaa doing it. Yeah. They singing the entire song. And Elton John was like, no, I'm not letting that happen. This is the love song. This is the love ballad. You do not have two comic characters ruining it. But here's what throws me off about it is because... The way Nala looks at Simba when with she's the, tackled him and she the gets the really neck. long neck. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this not weird? weird. It is weird. I mean, even though she is like the 21st hottest Disney princess. <laughs> 21st. Probably. 21st hottest. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I think Can You Feel the Love Tonight is is a beautiful song and better than the one in the movie, which was which is rare. Most of the time I prefer the movie version. Yeah. Because like Beauty and the Beast is a great uh, duet. Yeah. But the movie version is probably better. A Whole New World with the uh, Peekaboo Street. Oh. Uh, People, P- I know. Bryce Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ken. who do you think should win that round? Joel. <laughs> I agree. You are absolutely right. <laughs> at least you're honest. I mean, my song is like great and people want to listen to it, but Joel should get the points. Nice. It is. I'm actually going to look at that song. Who's it by again? Suburban Legends. Suburban Legends. Uh, Greg, it's it's one of his favorite bands. Them and has for he played soup. that on Greg's Canadian Music? A lot. Th- that that particular yes, song? Yes, he has. Okay. I knew I'd heard it somewhere. All right. Next uh, category is the song that represents your dating life your current dating life as if we didn't as if we didn't cover that enough a few months ago at our love song show uh i feel okay i'm gonna play this song for you guys and then i want you to guess why you think it represents my dating life i
0: know i
1: know i know i know friend like me me me. from aladdin kent the reason you chose this song is because i've dated approximately three women from your past (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: no. and so you past in present i was gonna say it's because he's friend zoned but because no no he's married he has many sense. kids yeah but joel has done a, a very big service to me him being genie me being aladdin that he has introduced <laughs> me in many ways funny. to several this girls i have dated this is actually i was gonna say this is like a, a very good psychology test that's not what i was thinking at all but <laughs> that's really i'm, I'm a lot of projecting could, going on here apparently yeah. um this uh This, I I chose this one because I feel like this kind of represented my attempt to show off a bit and impress girls. Cause I used to do that a lot where it was like, Hey, by the way, Hey, look how funny I am. Hey, I'm a good friend. Hey, you want me to help you? You know, you stuck yourself in the friend zone. Here's a magic trick. No, it was more like, it was more like, it was more like, look how fun I can be and you can have all this and more if you want to date. Okay. Yeah. And yet, also magic tricks. Also ma- oh, That's actually not... That's true. I, <laughs> I love magic tricks. I did a lot of magic tricks. And I did... No, I can't. Tell me you so asked nerdy. someone out with Why a magic I, trick once. Yes. <laughs> yes, you Why did am that. I sharing this? Oh no, can you gosh. explain it right now? No, oh, I, I can't really explain it except for it's this card trick I do. Uh, did, and I, I actually I've done it with my kids a couple sure. times too, it's past it, and so. it's where I know what their card's going to be, but they don't know that, and so I fooled them into thinking that the next card, I, if I say if Is the that next the card bottom I, of the deck where you pull it from the bottom? That's I can't one. reveal my tricks, but I say if yeah, the next card funny. I turn over is your card, then you owe me a lunch, and, and if it's not, then I owe you a lunch, so either way, I was taking them out eh. Well done. And then I flip over the card and then they'd owe me lunch, but yeah or I'd owe them lunch. <laughs> that's just how you got them to pay. No, and, uh, I flipped it because I said, uh, yeah, anyway Point being, See, is I, I, did, like, I did use a magic did, trick. I tricks have been like, <laughs> your card's in out. my hand, and then the claw would have come out, <laughs> and they would have tried to get it, and then the claw no. would have got their hand, and we have been holding hands. Oh, okay. I can't believe I just shared that story. Um, <laughs> but I was nominated, this was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song at the 65th Academy Awards, but was narrowly beaten out by Burlesque. <laughs> <laughs> my song. <laughs> now, remember which version of the song this is. I really want to know what you picked for this one. Get ready. Is it dating now, or is it dating then? It's dating then. It's not So now. high school dating? Yes. Okay.
0: Riff-raff, street-raff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, we I both chose a lot of these songs. What <laughs> they They'd see
0: a poor, poor boy.
1: <laughs> no sorry. <siree>. Oh man. <laughs> they find out They'd find I'm off out. time. <laughs> there's there's so much more to me, guys. Wow, Kent, that's deep. I felt I'm over this. here like, hey, never had a friend like me. And Kent's like, I wish women loved me. It's like, S- just hang out with me and you'll see how great of a guy I am, I promise. <laughs> Maybe if you got the timing right, things would have worked out better for you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Kent, uh, that's sweet. Uh, dating life now, it's he's a tramp. <laughs> <laughs> he's a tramp. He's a scoundrel. Because... Uh, I'm just different. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not as nice. In fact, like I'm like you know. I'm not riff raff. You're all riff raff. I think you are, you're you're nice, ladies. Kent. You're making him pay now. Is what <laughs> yeah. you're doing. I think. I think you're the same boy inside, Kent. I buy that. You've looked closer, <laughs> he w- Joel. He wants to yeah. believe that. He wants to believe that, Kent. I'd love to Kent, give you a sad point on that. You ain't never had a friend like me. No, he does magic tricks for dates. Give him the (laughs) points. (sighs) I don't know. You're right. You're right. I'm I'm glad I could convince you, Jake. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, magic tricks. That is something. Okay. Jake wants to see your magic tricks. I'll show you some. And go to lunch with you. (laughs) We owe him a lunch still. Oh, that's true. You guys should go on a lunch because based on how the show is going. Yeah. (laughs) Want to go out for some boiled peanuts? (laughs) Family friendly? I always get those at kids' house. (laughs) 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 Uh, All right. Next category is, what's the song, the Disney song, that's better than the movie? Joel and, this and I... this take some people off, I think. Joel and I have picked the same song. You think so? Yes. Let's get down to yes, we did. We totally picked to the same the song. Feet you should have played it at the same time. Well, I don't know if we have the same... Did Hold they on. send me daughters? I got to see if my you don't like the same long? place. Here we go. Exactly. Let's yeah. No, we both like Mulan. In fact, we both gave it a tier two uh, movie, but it's a tier one song. Oh man, it is! Th- this is one of those pump you up, makes me actually want to work out sometimes. Uh, what songs? Yeah, I know. It has like supernatural power. Composed uh, by Matthew Wilder, who you may remember, Jacob saying "Break My Stride" in the in the in 90s. Oh. ain't nothing no. gonna break my stride nobody's gonna Hold slow me down oh no i got to keep on oh, he went moving. by the name Powerline as well <laughs> yeah <Right. he> did. <laughs> um but no i i donny osmond does the lyrics on this and way to go donny which he actually tried out for hercules and like for he, the voice for or? the voice of hercules yeah okay. but didn't get picked because they said he sounded too old to play the part of the young hercules and so but then they chose him for this role based based on that audition. They listened to his tape and said, Wait, does oh. he voice and sing for this role? No, 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 no. He uh uh who is that? Oh, I had the name here somewhere. But he's just the singing voice because they thought his voice matched the actual voice. You, know, you know it's voice. funny? I've talked to a lot of ladies and they love <laughs> this guy. You talk to a lot of ladies? The the main the Yeah, Captain they love the character. Yeah, Lee Sheng. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And well, maybe it's because, you know, he's shirtless and he does a lot of training montages. Honestly, if I had like a uh, action movie, this would be in the training montage. This in Rocky IV stuff. Oh, yeah. This is right. right. Well, it's a great montage one, too. Although yes. it's weird because they, so they have the whole cast singing during it. Where it's like, I'm never going to catch my breath. Say goodbye to those who knew me. Yeah. But then they have the Eddie Murphy voice in there coming in and go, this guy's got me scared to death. Doesn't sound anything like Eddie Murphy. In fact, I'm convinced it's not Eddie Murphy. Like, like they couldn't, couldn't show up that They day. couldn't get him to come back in. So they got someone else to do it. Uh, Be a man. uh, Funny or interesting fact, I guess, not funny. So Stephen Schwartz, who started working on this and had worked on Pocahontas and Hunchback of Notre Dame, had written a song, but apparently he was forced to retire by Disney executives because at the same time he was writing songs for this movie, he was also writing songs for Prince of Egypt. So they didn't Uh, like that he was working for the enemy and forced him out. Honestly, Prince of Egypt has better music. Prince of Egypt has amazing music. It does. Wow. But this one, I, I, this is a great song. And we're not saying we're not saying Mulan is bad. No. We're just saying this song is greater than the movie. Yep. All right, next category is very simply, what's the song that is the most fun? Um and how are we defining fun? Emotionally. <laughs> wish they could see your waving heads. Composed by Alan Menken, lyrics by Howard Ashman, this is Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid. And actually, I found out this song was based on the beautiful briny from Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Do you guys remember that? Bobbing along, bobbing along on the bottom of the beautiful briny sea. But they took that and turned it into this Calypso hit uh, and sung by Samuel E. Wright, who is the voice of Sebastian. And this actually won the Academy Award for Best Original Song. Like, there were like three, there were, I think there were three Little Mermaid songs. And this was the one that won. So Part of Your World, Kiss the Girl, and Under the Sea. Part of Your World? Yeah, Part of Your World. That's... Oh, sorry. I was thinking I was thinking the whole new world. I was like, that's Aladdin, Kent. Okay. No, From part, burlesque, part of part Your, part world, of your was world was snubbed. It was snubbed? It was snubbed. Let me double check and make sure which songs it was. Um, was it Poor Unfortunate Souls? Because I don't was, see a villain oh, song really look, being nominated. Yeah, it was burlesque. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Let's beat that joke into the ground. <laughs> that's what we do. Big and sale. Uh, no, it was actually Under the Sea, Kiss the Girl... Oh, just those two for Little Mermaid. Yeah. Wow, so, okay. So yeah, the, the uh, part of your world wasn't even nominated. I would yeah. choose this one to win over Kiss the Girl, honestly. Well, I mean, Under the Sea, it's everywhere. If you're, on, if you're at Disney, you're going to hear this song. Look, this is playing in the hallways on the Disney cruise ships. And it, it, the only problem is that I want you guys to participate with me, if you will. I want you to sing that opening music from, uh, just, just hum it, the opening music from Under the Sea. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> now, do it. Just can't wait to be king. No, the beginning music. Oh. <laughs> 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 no, I, can't, I can't think of it now. Yeah. It's hard because they're very similar. It's that the under the sea is da, 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 and then it just can't wait to be king is. Yes. And it's hard, though, when you try to sing those two together. In fact, I found a, a fun mashup of the two that I sent over to Greg for Greg's Guide. But, oh, awesome. Yeah. Very similar in tone. Anyway, that's what, I think that was the most fun. If, if Disney wants you to have a good time, they're going to play this song anywhere you're at. There's actually a great Simpsons parody in my yes. favorite Simpsons episode where... Stuff happens to Homer, but he yep. wants to go under the sea to escape a lot of scrutiny. And he says, there will be no accusations, just friendly crustaceans under the sea. And he eats all the fish. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is, that your, is this your pick for most fun? It is not. Oh, okay. I cheated on my most fun. And I actually knew you'd go more traditional, so I went a little hipster on this one. Big as uh, Which is why you're probably going to lose. <laughs> yeah, I will lose this one because I cheated. But I listened to this one yesterday. Cheaters never prosper, kids. And I'm sorry. I think this one is so much fun based on the scene that surrounds it. All right, I'm intrigued.
0: How does she know that you love
1: her? Hey, wait a minute! You said animated. <laughs> I said I cheated, Joel. This scene is not animated. Really, really, really Glad you love love it. Her. What's this from? That Enchanted. Uh. How does everyone know the words? <laughs> and that's what I love about it's—it's it's so cheesy, and she just like she's a delusional princess. Like it, that. It's is... just partially animated, so well, yes, Grant, and, and actually, and. For me giselle classified i don't know if disney actually counts her as an actual princess no we talked about that on the thing that they yeah. didn't want to give rights to amy adams and oh, so yeah, they, because of her likeness she's not an official princess. and who do they try to cast as giselle first i don't remember who this is from last oh, year's burlesque oh, share oh, <laughs> kate beckinsale oh really she i can't imagine she has a great singing voice i'm sorry kate <gasps> She probably man, does. she like has like a really chain, been showing two she, colors. She's got a chain season. smoker she turned voice. Down, Giselle. Hey, well, she's a agree. chain smoker voice. A Are you serious? Smoker? Yes. No, she doesn't. This is a terrible. We've heard moment. her voice. It's you know, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's sultry, but man, she smokes two packs a day. I love you, Kate. She probably does smoke, actually. Yeah, but, but I don't think I don't think of her as a smoker voice. I mean it sounds this wonderful. This is messed up. If she's on the show, <laughs> you're so you're t- mad at me. you're totally out. You're totally out. All your chances are I said it was sultry, okay? Yeah, after 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 bashing on her singing voice. Yeah. But I I love Just this. Just give me the point now, Jenga. Insane. You have it. You have it. <laughs> Cuz you're so mad at me? Oh my gosh. Hey, if you ever bring this Shocking. up in front of Kate, I will be so That'll mad at you. That'll be the first. Thing she's already we bring listening up. to this episode. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. she's she's listened to bacon sale by the way but i just love like she thinks like their professions of love that she thinks qualifies that you know patrick Dempsey's character is like that's a lot crazy Mm -hmm. please stop doing things but the whole area of central park gets into the song and they all know the dance and it's just so ridiculous i love how self-aware it is too yes yeah it's so much fun yeah i agree i think it's a good song i think it's a lot of fun not as fun as under the sea but that's going to be minus one point for you, Kent. <laughs> it should be minus ten, Jake. <laughs> no, minus one. Just minus one. And then you're at an even zero. <laughs> <laughs> good. All right. Let's wrap up the final two. Let, last two. Next is the best villain song. Good luck, Kent. Uh, good luck because Joel and I tied on this one. Did you? Well, we didn't tie. You're going to give him the I points. I bet, bet we. But we chose the same song. I
0: never thought how was essential.
1: Nope. The crude. Oh, maybe, yes. Yeah. speaker But maybe they, the, the glimmer of the potential, when potential.
0: aligned
1: with my vision, aligned. and embrace. Uh I might have got that wrong.
0: Hum. Hum.
1: Hum. A lion. Hum. <laughs> <laughs> hey, son. There's a lion. He's being Kent. born today, son. <laughs> oh, Kent. Yes. People are gonna be mad. People are going to be mad at us because we both picked this song. Yeah, of course. I picked it as well. I'm going to play my clip here.
0: I know it sounds sworded, but
1: You'll be rewarded. be rewarded. Jeremy Irons, man. For most of the song. Wait, what? Yeah. You, Hold you on. You haven't said where the song's from. Oh, oh sorry. Lime, Just be J. prepared. Jake, I don't know if you ever watched a Disney movie, but it's from The Lion King. From the Lion King. It's good to tell everybody. So this is composed by Tim Rice and Elton John and originally performed by Jeremy Irons and Cheech Martin and Whoopi Goldberg. Cheech Marin. Very very brave of Jeremy Irons Irons to actually do that. But here's the thing. So there's a part in there where he's like, the point that I must emphasize is, you you won't won't get a sniff sniff without me. (laughs) He heard his vocal cords. Oh. And Jim Cummings had to take over for that last verse. No way. So when he starts in there. And that be prepared for the coup of the century. It's a different voice. I didn't know that till doing this research. And then I listened to it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it is. And do you know who the voice is, Kent? No. So do you have the three uh, hyenas. Uh, uh, so what Goldberg? I can't remember their names. Shanzi, uh, something in Ed. Yeah, Joni and Chachi. He's sure. Ed. He's the, he's the silent one. But he does all sorts of voices for Disney. In particular, Kent, when he does uh, Razul and Aladdin, the guard, it's like, we've all got swords. And then, Winnie the Pooh, he does the voice for that as well. He does, I think, he does Tigger too. But the one I think you might you might appreciate, he's Pete from the Goofy movie. Yeah, I was gonna say the intern? yeah, yeah. not the intern? yeah. But he does like he sings that Pete, last Pete. verse. It's not Jeremy Irons anymore. My mind was blown when I learned that. And this one, this is like a dark song, and I Look, love it because of that. It's dark because he's Hitler. I mean, they have the goose-stepping hyenas walking in formation. Yes, this is basically the Triumph of the Will video shown with hyenas. Yeah, it's freaky. But here's the thing I love is just how much Jeremy Irons and Scar, I guess, is relishing in what he's saying. He's like, no fool, we're going to kill him. dude!" And And Simba, too. And with every stomp, you see the green smoke go poof, poof. I mean, this whole thing is so awesome. And look... I'm sorry, Corella DeVille fans. Like, that's an amazing villain She doesn't song. sing it, though. No, the, the reason I think people are going to be mad at us is because of Ursula's song. Which is great. It's amazing. And that almost made it. And it's but, actually really dark. Oh, yeah. Like, I love it. Is, the, like, the, demented. The, re- the, reason, the reason I love Ursula's is because it's almost the opposite of this one, where she's completely masking how horrible she is. And but you laughing. know she is. Yes. So, and, and I know we're not giving honorable mentions, but that was one where I went, oh, man, I want to put that, but be prepared. You, I had to you take can't it. go against it. Right. Alright. Uh, in honor of last week, this last question, or this last category is going to be worth 50 points. What? Yes. It's our final, final category. <laughs> yep. Thank ben you for Hellsing. writing along with us. We hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Dark Knight. Oh, man, you still I win. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you did I guess. But I'm, right. I'm worried we're going we're gonna to match on this one too, Kent. There are two song choices for this that should win in this next category. Alright, then right. it's just who sang it better. Okay. Alright. This is the song that captures Disney magic. All right. I'll go first. What have you chosen? Well, Joel, you're just playing both of our songs because we, we picked the same song. And did we tell them there's more of these?
0: When you wish upon a star, no difference
1: you Written by Leigh Harleen and Ned Washington back in 1940. This is When You Wish Upon a Star from Pinocchio. By the way, Leigh Harleen was born uh, March 26, 1907 in Salt Lake City, Utah. Utah Connection. <laughs> So the person who wrote this, and it's sung by Cliff Edwards is the character of Jiminy Cricket. This is the opening scene of uh, Pinocchio and also at the finale. And this uh, won the 1940 Academy Award for Best Original Song, and it's the first Disney song to win an Oscar, even though it was their second film. They didn't get any Oscars for Snow White. But uh, When You Wish Upon a Star is uh, ranked by American Film Institute as as seventh in their 100 Greatest Songs in Film History and it's that which is the highest ranking Disney song and one of only 4 Disney animated songs to appear on the list. This is honestly like you hear this song you think Disney in fact this is the kind of official song of Disney. Exactly. Yeah, I think you is. actually remove it from Pinocchio because it just resembles Disney. In fact back on our <laughs> Back in our Disney ranking show, back in May 2015, I talked about it. Then I'll talk about it now. It's the horn. It's the steam horn on the Disney the, cruise ship. The blue horn moon. When you pull that, when you pull that horn, it goes. The blue horn. Is that blue, what
0: you said? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah blue horn moon. <laughs> but no, that's the thing. I mean, this is the quintessential Disney song. Did you pick it as well? Of course I did. Finger boop. Finger boop. Boop. We missed. What was was, was the other one you were thinking of? Um, A Dream Is Wish Your Heart Makes. Oh, that's a good one too. It's a great song. Yeah. But we could maybe use that for next time. We could. But no, this, this song, whether it's a nostalgia, whether or not you've really seen the old Disney movies, this song inspires a belief in magic. And it reminds us that yeah, I mean like this old animation. Mm-hmm. You may not have the patience for it, but oh my gosh, like that song. That song is wonderful. When you wish upon a star, makes no difference who you are. Anything your heart desires you might well will just, come to you. Well, you got to sing too, so you might as well just be doing that. I am in my heart. Are you? And like look, <laughs> apathy need not apply for a song like this. Like you just feel. It's a dreamer's song. It really is. And it makes you feel it makes you feel magic, and that's why I feel like Disney yeah. picked it because it really is that hopeful dreamer Anything can happen. That was kind Anything of an happened. inspired song by them. Uh, Ned Washington and... Uh, Ned Washington and Harleen. I can't remember her Harleen name. Harleen Quinzel. Lay Harleen. Harley Quinzel. No. <laughs> That's Harley Quinn Kent. Yes, I know. Uh, Lay Harleen and Ned Washington. And yeah, they, they were full on inspired to write that song. It really does like just... I mean, like I said, you know, Snow White was the first feature length animated film ever and created by Disney. And uh, it... It was good, and it had good music, and it whistled while you Well, ho Yeah. Although and I hate the voice so much. But then this song, really this came so along, bad. and really I think is. this yeah. kind of really cemented that Disney has staying power yes. with that song. With a weird, weird story in Pinocchio. Yeah. But can you sing it in falsetto?
0: When you wish upon a star.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad that happened. And <laughs> Jake, points can, points you, both. can you? I, I don't need to. I don't need to now. <laughs> So there you have it. That's our 20 categories. We, we, we cut so many out. We have so many more categories. But if you have recomm- recommendations for categories for a part two, if you'd like to see a part two. Clearly, we'll glee- we're will gleeful about this kind yes, of stuff. So. Let us know on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Let us know. Reach out to us. You can also email us at baconzelpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what categories you'd like to be included. And also, when we post the show, uh, let us know what your picks for each of these categories would have been. Where we were wrong, where we were right. Like, should Great Mouse Detective uh, sweep the show? (laughs) Black Cauldron should have. (laughs) Probably. Uh, And also, you know, if Kent deserved all the points that he got this show. I got zero. Zero points. Wow zero points yeah and i just uh, checked oh looks like burlesque got more points than him oh <laughs> they did i should have been giving points to burlesque Let darn out. it oh, what was i thinking but thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed this show please don't sue us disney if you want to find me you can find me at <laughs> 76 joel on twitter or you can find us performing every so you can find me performing you can find the performing every saturday at Center. for more details go to qw or go to the quickest facebook page if you want to find me at twitter or instagram it's at gany3dd you can read my movie reviews at showtime also, considering we're talking about Disney, I wanted to give a little shout out to some friends' podcast. Uh, actually, it's Zach who's been on the show. Zach and his wife—they go by Mo and Zach—and the show is called "Adventure Is Out There." Go look them up on Facebook. They're also on Podbean, and it's a show about Disney, travel, and Disney travel. And you can find me on Twitter at Jacob A Rogers. I'll be interacting sometimes Mm -hmm. often there in fact yeah and uh and nowhere else and go find uh bacon sale on twitter of course because that's where we're at 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 bacon sale and uh, instagram at bacon sale and uh, tpublic.com slash bacon sale get our merch so until next time it's time to take a break for kent and joel and jake this is bacon sale it's a baby deer dad they say the lion is calling dad say um a lion lion they say the lion is calling dad we say um a lion a lion it's winning lion the lion and the leopard oh that's cool but has hercules gone up against conan the barbarian you're always on kent's side that's why i wish i could do it in an assembly in front of my crush you know how it worked can i get a high five yeah you can Can i get a finger poop definitely but once again you help hipstered me ken are you mad at us, Jake? I am kind of mad at you both. Just for those people who are out there who are Jacob, there's no seatbelts, and they do loop-de-loops. Jasmine wasn't down with Prince Ali. Uh, is it in sync that sings in that? Uh, that makes it worse. Those boiled peanuts are waiting for you, Joel. <laughs> That's weird. I like my yes, sure. I'm awesome. Look how awesome I'm going to be. It's all showing Simba's pride. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> you're me friendly? Remember when we ranked Nala? You can't just throw that out there. <laughs> I can and I did. No, I walk up a hill and listen if to this song. To I do. start feeling white guilt. There's actually more than the boiled peanuts here. Like fire, hell fire, this fire in my skin, this burning desire is turning me to sin. I get it, Frollo I get it. <laughs> I get you, dog. I get you, bro. She's like 18. Hey, Frollo, finger <laughs> boop. <laughs> Julie Andrews selects her favorite Disney songs. Th- that's what it's called. This was Hakuna Matata before Hakuna Matata was Hakuna Matata. Corn Moon, yeah, it's Horn Moon. Ha ha ha. It just gets my heart.
0: Arrgh.
1: Why Go were what? you mocking me then? I was not mocking. I was crying. That's my version of crying, Joel. I haven't cried since I was seven, Joel. It's, don't get real, because I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> don't get real. Go back to being funny. <laughs> Let's beat that joke into the ground. That's what we do. Pig and sale. You You won't get a sniff without me! (laughs) Finger boop. Finger boop.
0: When you wish upon a star,
1: think of Batman pooping snakes. Think of Batman pooping snakes. Think of Batman pooping snakes. snakes. A one, a two, a (laughs) one, two, three. Think Think of Batman Batman pooping snakes.